Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back to listen here on the Catching Passes with Coach John Kirby podcast, sponsored by Bet Online here on the Believe Network. In today's episode, we will revisit the Hawaii series as they get to talk all about the University of Hawaii versus Notre Dame football game during Thanksgiving week in 1997. Also, let me say I have nothing but full respect for the University of Notre Dame, and this is just a retelling of a story from my perspective as a UH football player, and we all know the final result, so stay calm, everybody. This is a special memory for me to share for quite a few reasons. First of all, this would be the last game of our 1997 season. It would be a chance for us to show some Hawaii Warrior pride on TV for all to see, regardless of our current 3-8 and record going into our finale for that year. Also, I had a lot of family members come out that week for Thanksgiving. My grandma, grandpa, mom, uncle, cousins. Stay tuned because next episode I'm going to shout out your name if you came and you were in my family. And finally, I knew it would be one of the only games on TV that day because the college football season had ended for most. And back then with limited sports coverage compared to today, there was a possibility that a lot of people I knew would see this football game. As a team that year in 1997, we weren't having the best season and sat at 3-8, and eight, while the 1997 Notre Dame team started 2-5, and five, then won four straight to hold a record of 6-5 and five when they would face us that Thanksgiving weekend. Notre Dame needed to beat us to finish the season at 7-5 and five, and to be considered for a higher level bowl game. And the stage was set for the 3-8 and eight Hawaii Rainbow Warriors to face the 6-5 and five Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who came into the game as 21-point favorites, obviously then making us 21-point underdogs. So Notre Dame was just going to come in and roll us, right? But they didn't think about one factor, what I call the Hawaii factor, and here is what it is. But I will tell you after this commercial. Bet online, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, before the commercial, I started to tell you about what I call the Hawaii Factor, and here's what it is. The Hawaii Factor is what can happen to visiting road teams that arrive to Hawaii early in the week, maybe even too early. And here's what I mean. If I'm correct, Notre Dame arrived early that week and had Thanksgiving in Hawaii. Man, that must have been a blast visiting from South Bend. We had practiced that Thanksgiving morning. Then I got to have Thanksgiving with my family in Hawaii, which is also a great memory. Man, I have tons of pics from that day. And now that my grandma and grandpa have passed since, it means even more. 
Teams that come to visit always seem to do the same routine. Practice, then hang out at the beach one day. Practice, go to Pearl Harbor one day. Practice, have a pep rally at their hotel that night with their fans. And events such as those can tend to relax them if they are not careful. I'm sure they must have looked at us sitting at 3-8, and eight, you know, watched our film, thought they could just roll us easily, make their way into a fancy bowl game of their choice all while enjoying a quick Hawaii vacation at the same time. But it wasn't so easy, and things turned out way different than everyone thought. But our team had a belief going into the game. Our last game of the year, nothing to lose, everything to prove to a pretty captive national audience. And guess what? We weren't going out like that. But first, let's talk about before the game in the lead-up to Saturday's big matchup. We had Thanksgiving practice, and I remember I got blasted accidentally at practice. And I was feeling way off. I believe it was probably my sixth concussion. But I didn't want to say anything. That's kind of what we did back in the day. My head was pounding all Thanksgiving night and the next morning. So I called coach and said I wanted to skip pregame practice and just meet them at the bus. He said, no problem. Just rest your head. They'd see me later. Don't forget, this is way back in the day. There was no such thing as concussion protocol. Coaches and or trainers through the years would just say, hey, Curb, what happened? Did you get your bell rung? Then we would shake it off for a day or so and play again. Who knows what we did to our brains back then with the helmets that we had, man. Like when you'd get hit, your ear pad would fly out. I remember picking up my ear pad like at least four or five times and you'd have to buckle it back into the snap, you know, you know, all my old school 90s, 80s, and 90s football players know that buckle, man. Nowadays, kids, you know, they wear these space-age helmet bubbles out there with zip and straps and zip, zip. You know, I'm like, damn, man, you know how many chin straps I broke? Like three or four, you know, that old leather that, especially if it got wet, it would just tear the next time you try to put it on. Anyways, sorry, back to the story. We then took some buses for a special last game stay at the Turtle Bay Hilton on the other side of the island, North Shore over there to keep us away, and just let us be with our team, no distractions. I remember we had a great team meeting and meal the night before, good football meetings where we all seemed to be on the same page, and we were ready to play and very focused, all of us. Like I said, we weren't going out like that on TV. I slept great, which was always a good sign for me personally. And I remember one special story, if it's okay with him, QB at the time, Tim Carey who was a Stanford transfer recruited by Bill Walsh. Tim was once a starter for us in 1997, but got hurt, and then my boy Josh Skinner took over. Tim hadn't played in a while and probably wouldn't play this game, and we kind of had a routine where we'd always go hang out on each other's balconies. And so as we were hanging out on our beautiful Turtle Bay balcony, Tim said, Hey, Curb, if somehow I get in the game, man, I'm throwing every single ball I can to you. And I remember I said, thanks, Tim, that's cool, you know, really hoping that he would play, but having no idea how that would be possible. So this one time, we got to stay at Turtle Bay. You know, last game of the year was a special occasion. But normally, we stayed at a hotel near downtown Honolulu the night before a game near the freeway so we could load our buses onto the highway real quickly and head to Aloha Stadium. And man, let me say, some of my best memories those bus rides to the stadium. 
there is mainly one freeway in and out of Manoa, you know, the good old H1. And that same freeway was the same one we used to get to the stadium. The games used to be so packed, even with just like 20, 30,000 in attendance. But man, on that small three, four lane highway, you know, that freeway would be jam packed all the way. But what was cool is that we were always given a police escort the entire way to the stadium with four bike cops, three cop cars leading our two to three buses. Man, it was crazy. Those bike cops were intense. They had control of the situation, man. They'd roll the front of the bus, stop there, point us along, and man, we'd be rolling. One thing I always remember is sometimes we would slow at an intersection or slow on the freeway, and people would honk and wave and show signs to us, let's go Bose. Everyone knew it was us heading to Aloha Stadium because of those awesome Roberts buses. <laughs> Everyone knows the Roberts buses. Being cheered the whole way on those short bus rides for about 15 to 20 minutes was always the best. So hard to describe the way it makes you feel on the way to a game. Loved not only by a city like most college teams, but we were loved by the whole state. Everywhere we go. And never is that more evident than on those bus rides to the stadium. And then when we used to arrive to the stadium, people were barbecuing, having a good time. They would cheer our bus even louder. And the final step, the best, when the bus would back up down the tunnel... The ramp would go down at a super steep angle and make it seem as if the bus was going underground on an elevator, with people lining the fences, cheering loudly, Then, as you back up and go down, it's dark, then we entered the tunnel where we would unload. I'd like to say thank you to the people and fans of Hawaii football. Made that always a special memory for us as players. This bus ride from Turtle Bay was the same, but had more cops for the longer bus ride from the North Shore. But what was even cooler was that we had people cheering for us at intersections of different towns we had to drive through to get from the North Shore all the way to the stadium. That was amazing, too. The buses back up amongst the cheers to, into the tunnel as we arrived to play Notre Dame, sinking down, then darkness, then unload, and it's time to play. One thing I can always remember about once we would unload is normally there'd be some fans there earlier. Usually my family would get there super early, and I could always remember, you know, there'd be like three or 400 people in a stadium that's meant to seat 50,000. And man, you could hear those three or 400 people cheer like the whole stadium was packed. You know, you have your bag, and you're just walking from the bus into the locker room to get dressed. It's little simple things like that that I remember that always meant so much. Thanks to all the fans that got there early, you must have been listening to Coach Von Appen, who always said, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're late. Then one of the major benefits of playing Division I football was, you know, being sponsored. We were sponsored by Nike at the time. And before the game, there used to be a giant trunk over by the trainer's table. You just open it, there'd be everything in there that you can imagine. You know, wristbands, headbands, the play call sheet holder that you can put on your, your arm, on your wrist. Everything you can think of. There used to be dudes that would go in and grab every single thing and put it on. I would just get a couple of wristbands here and there. I was never like a Madden creative player. You know, I would never want to go out there and make myself like 6'8", 280 pounds and run a 4'3", like, like on Madden. So I would usually just grab a couple things. Another special memory is being able to go in that trunk and grab anything we need for the game. Definitely it was really cool and a great benefit of playing Division One football. 
Now, I can remember getting dressed and going out for pregame. You know, you go out probably about 5,000 to six, 7,000 or so, geared up and everything. And by then, my whole family was there. I needed, I think, eight or so tickets, eight to 10 tickets. There is something cool that a lot of people don't know about that at every home or away game, each football player is given four tickets. So we used to kind of make deals amongst the players like, hey, when I go to Utah, my family will be there. Can I have your four tickets? And then when your family comes for this game at Hawaii, which my family won't come to, you can have my four. So I made a deal for that one, man, like super early in the year. So I got those eight. Only problem was half my family was on one side of the stadium and the other half of my family was on the other. But it was cool because in pregame, they're all kind of hanging out together, running some routes, running up and down the field. And I look over, perhaps you've heard an earlier podcast episode in which I told the story of where my grandpa received a full baseball scholarship to Stanford, but had to turn it down. So in turn, by watching me play Notre Dame that day, once again, I was living his dream. I ran over and I said, hey, Pops, how's it going? Man, the look on his face was just pure amazement. I could see, you know, tears in his eyes. He gave me a big hug. And we had this thing that we used to do. It's called give me the fist, kind of like what Tommy does when he goes, let's go. That was always our thing. Somehow I was always able to find my grandpa and find him raising his fist up in the air. And that's when I knew it was time to get going, time to play. So that'll always be a special memory I get to keep. Then after my grandpa walks away, I see my Uncle Ben Perotti come walking down the stands. Unfortunately, Uncle Ben had to sit way on the other side. He was part of the tickets that were split. But he came on over and found me. And man, to see my uncle's face, and he was telling me the story of how he watched Notre Dame on TV growing up. and always wished that he could play them. But now that that day, he was so proud of me because his nephew got to go play Notre Dame and he was there to see it as he had tears in his eyes. And that's one of the moments I'll never forget that I got to have with my uncle and with my grandpa, all because of football. That's one reason why I'll always be grateful to the game of football, because I have two special memories with two special family members because of that day. So guess what, everybody? We're all suited up. We did the hugs and kisses. It's time to play now. Hawaii vs. Notre Dame 1997 on ESPN. And I will fill you in on what happens in the game as well as a post-game celebration in the next episode of Hawaii vs. Notre Dame Thanksgiving Week 1997 Part 2. So come back next week. I can't wait to tell you all about what happens next. Thanks so much for listening to the Catching Passes with Coach John Kirby podcast. Sponsored by Bet Online here on the Believe Network. If you'd like to send me a message, you can do so on Instagram at Coach John Kirby, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Coach John Kirby, or if you'd like to see one of the catches versus Notre Dame, you can check it out on my YouTube at John Kirby87. And just like we end every single show, Aloha. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.